Hi, I'm Mohini Ufeli, and this is the Decode Fintech podcast brought to you by Paystack. The Decode Fintech podcast is where the people building Africa's financial infrastructure share what they're seeing on the front lines. In each episode, an operator shares insights on how they're handling everything from product development to marketing in some of the world's fastest changing business environments. When we started to produce the second season of this podcast, we thought it might be cool to do an episode where we took questions that our listeners had about fintech in Africa and then found experts to answer those questions. You know, a fun experiment. And now it's time for us to answer one of those questions. Welcome to episode five. It's also the final installment of season two of the Decode Fintech podcast. Imagine a world in which cryptocurrency is as commonplace as cash is today. Never mind why that world should exist. The question is, can it exist? Okay, today's question. Emeka called in from Yaba, Lagos, to ask a question about cryptocurrency. Here's what that sounded like. So, uh, we know that you have a question that you would like us to answer on the show. Can you go ahead and ask us your question? Yeah, for sure. So, my question is about uh, cryptocurrencies. And basically, I want to find out what would it take for Nigerians to be able to spend cryptocurrencies the same way they spend Naira. So, for example, mm-hmm. using their debit cards or credit cards and all the other common ways they spend money, right? So, uh, what would it right. take for them to easily spend cryptocurrencies as seamless as they spend uh, cash today? Uh, and also, what technology would be needed to have uh, such a uh, possibility, like uh, the available technologies in the country at the moment to make uh, okay. that happen here for Nigerian uh, consumers? We recorded this episode in the middle of 2020, and we're releasing it in March 2021. And as it goes with regulation, quite a few things have changed within that time period. A few weeks ago, the Central Bank of Nigeria placed a ban on the formal trading of cryptocurrencies, citing fraud prevention and concerns for Nigeria's financial system. So payment processors and other financial institutions operating in Nigeria were instructed to close any accounts related to crypto trading. It makes the ideas we discussed a lot more hypothetical now than they were at the time. But it is what it is. While we wait and see what happens next, Here's our conversation with Timmy Ajiboye from last year, where we talked about the role of a decentralized currency in building borderless financial systems. Bycoins is a platform that allows its users buy and sell cryptocurrency with Naira. The startup was accepted into Y Combinator in 2018. Timmy co-authored a book about Bitcoin, the little Bitcoin book. And perhaps more importantly, Timmy lives in Lagos. So he might know something about cryptocurrencies and how one might spend them in Nigeria. Here's Timmy. Hi, Mika. My name is Timmy. I'm the CEO of Bitcoin. It's useful to think about how we spend money in, I guess, two broad ways. One of which is money that we send and receive to each other, right? You know, Okwe is going out to get something from the store. I want him to 
you know, pick up a bottle of gin for me, I send him money, right? I think for people to spend, you know, cryptocurrencies in the in that specific way um, is a function of network effects, right? Because money is a social contract. And the more people who are willing to accept that as a form of value, and then, you know, that would increase the number of times we do that. But the second thing is that um, he mentioned cards and one of the kind of advantages of cryptocurrency is that they are a internet first currency, right? Cards um, and bank accounts are a relic of old financial systems and trying to port some of that on the internet, right? Which is why despite great advancements in that space, it's still a bit annoying, right? It is not money, though the money that we spend on the internet today is not money that was built for the internet. So in that sense, I don't think we will ever spend in any large numbers anyway, because there are some people doing things that let you spend your crypto with cards. But in terms of like the digital economy or like paying for things on the internet, paying for services, some of all the 50 million usefulnesses of crypto that I would love to highlight, we will never spend cryptocurrency in that way. Or it, it wouldn't be something that would be pervasive or like the norm. We will have to figure out new ways to use this internet first currencies on the internet in the process of kind of transitioning people easily to crypto um you know coinbase has done this awesome thing where there's a coinbase card and you can spend in the uk or in the us you can spend bitcoin with your coinbase card right but that to me is kind of like a middle like a middle ground step it's like a transition step the reason that um i, I wouldn't say they're not compatible but the reason why Things like cards, for example, aren't useful. It's just that they aren't. Like you don't, if you have Bitcoin, you already have money that the internet understands and anyone anywhere in the world can easily build a website or an app or a e-commerce, anything to accept that payment, right? It is the design for being able to send and receive it is part of is very internet first. You don't need a processor or a switch or a bank account. You just need a computer or a wallet or anything. And anyone can accept the payment on the internet, right? So cards and some of all the ways we, we've kind of created to pay digitally are as a result of years and years of legacy restrictions and laws and technology that have evolved. And now cards are the easiest thing, uh, but uh, Crypto was built with the idea of, can anyone anywhere in the world accept money via the internet? Hi, this is Toba, media associate at Paystack. This episode will continue in a moment, but I'd like us to chat for a bit about what we do at Paystack. Paystack powers payments and growth for some of the most interesting fintech companies operating in Africa. As a fintech, you probably have hundreds of signups a day, maybe even thousands. And because of KYC regulations, you need to collect customer information. But how do you know that your customers are who they say they are? How do you verify the information they've given you? With Paystack's Identity Verification APIs, you can verify your customer's bank account, phone number, and BVN. To learn more about Paystack's Identity Verification service, 
visit paystack.com forward slash verify. Once again, that's paystack.com forward slash V-E-R-I-F-Y. Now let's head back to the show. An economy that actually knows no borders, you know, within Africa and even like worldwide, the first step is for them to be able to easily take the money that we've decided to assign value to, which is Naira, uh, transition to Bitcoin and some of the other digital assets that I think are very useful. That's that's one step. And the next step is building the infrastructure that lets other people build things that are useful for uh, consumers. So one, one very good example is we launched um, Sendcash in April um, that lets people receive money from anywhere in the world um, using Bitcoin. And Sendcash was built entirely with um, Bitcoin's API. So like literally anyone can build Sendcash right now if they wanted to. Because that that's actually the problem. The UX is still a bit weird and people can't really tell how this is useful. It doesn't take that much to convince people to buy their first Bitcoin because 450 Naira to the dollar and the effective exchange rates when you compare to what you would get elsewhere, it, it, it's a no-brainer, right? So people will use things that are useful to them. So um, I, I guess those are two things that need to exist. Uh, and I'm doing, I, we're, we're doing both at, at Bitcoin. If you're trying to create like global change, you have to think about how do I get people who, how do I move them from this very centralized, very government controlled, government can print whatever I want or whatever I want, only favors the rich type currency to Bitcoin, which is I think one of the best examples of a decentralized currency. And then you start arriving at many middle grounds, right? For example, um, DAI, as I mentioned, is a much more decentralized currency than USDC. But the reason we don't list that yet on Bitcoins is because it has more fluctuations and Nigerians are generally more price sensitive because a fluctuation in the dollar means more in narrow terms. And, and so far, for the most part, we're, we're doing a good job. Uh, and even in terms of like adoption, Nigerians are doing a lot of crypto activity. I mean, most Nigerians aren't. But the amount of crypto activity that's happening shocks me. It's very difficult to measure how much in total is traded in Nigeria. And the reason it's difficult is that um, a lot of it has been informal. We refer to informal networks as trading happening on WhatsApp or Telegram. But like our estimate as of 2018 was um, $4 billion traded in Nigeria. That was two years ago. Now, in those two years, Bitcoins has gone from... In 2018, we did $3 million in volume. 2019, we did $28 million. June 2020, we did $21 million. Even though it's been relatively lonely um, trying to do this, slowly, uh, it seems like the tech ecosystem generally seems to be catching on. Uh, I think since the last question that Toba asked me, and now some some people are just trading like five thousand dollars with Bitcoin. Oh just, wow! Just casually, just now, sharply. Huh. 
Wow, that's an interesting. Oh, okay. oh yeah, another thousand dollars just went. Okay, stop. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a rating on the app you're listening on. That's how we convince our bosses to let us make more. We're also looking forward to your feedback. It helps us get better. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like so much, the kinds of topics you'd like to see discussed, or questions you'd like researched and answered. Which people would you like to see featured? Send us an email to podcast at paystack dot com once again. That's podcast at paystack dot com. Thanks to Timmy for making the time to do this thought experiment. You should check out his book about Bitcoin. You can apparently be done reading it in two hours. That's probably why it's called the Little Bitcoin Book. You can look it up on Amazon. We'll also link to it in the show notes. Decode fintech is brought to you by Paystack. Paystack helps Africa's most successful fintechs build powerful, scalable financial service products with the industry's best-documented APIs. Please visit paystack.com/fintech to find out more. This episode was produced and narrated by Mohini Ufeli and edited by Bankole Uwafemi. From the Paystack HQ in Lagos, Nigeria. This was the final episode of the second season of the Decode FinTech podcast. We'll see you in season three.